Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susan Marie Meister. Uh, Sarah Whitney Rice <laughs> Patterson over here. <laughs> I, I love that your middle name is Whitney. Oh, you get such a kick out of that. Well, I've already shared my uh, Bobby Brown Whitney Houston <laughs> embarrassing name story. If you have not heard that, you can go back in the archives. What episode was that? God, I have no idea. I should find out, though, because it's a gem. That was. I was laughing so hard during that episode. I listened to it once, and I'm like, Sarah, contain yourself. Well, I love that I don't know anyone else with a middle name of Whitney. What? Nope. Do you? Yeah, I've met a few. With the middle name uh, Whitney. First name Whitney. Yes. What's the difference? You know what? There's a thing, right? So, like, especially my generation, it was Anne, Marie, yes. Lynn. You always all... call me. What do you call me? When it's when Louise. Like... Sarah Louise. Yes. I do it to everybody. Lincoln, that. Lincoln Louise. <laughs> I don't know why. He's gonna grow up thinking his name is. That's good. It's like boy named Sue thing. You know, if we ever have a girl, I should choose that as her middle name. So it's like at yes. least not weird. I'll call her Lou. Lucy Louise. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> Lucy Louise. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, today, let's see, episode seventy-seven. So, oh, that sounds lucky. Yeah, I like that. And uh, we decided we did not get enough of ourselves, <laughs> so we are talking about millennials again. Yeah, right? Let me talk about that asshole on Twitter who I am angry with about what? our episode. So I posted the link to the show last week and said, hey, we're talking about... I said, this week we're talking about narcissism and millennials. Yes. Find out which one of me and you is more narcissistic. Yeah. And then this person who you can go look at it, Ryan, he is somebody I actually know in real life, who was my boss at the radio station I used to work for. And he said, ha ha, you think you're a millennial. So you win, you're the most narcissistic. And I was like, oh, I see you didn't listen to the show where I said that I'm Generation X. Right. You piece of shit. <laughs> I should have said that. You a-hole. Like, I have a th real problem with, it's always, in my case, men who never like the picture of your kid on Facebook. They never, like, say, hey, you look mm -hmm. great. You know how mm -hmm. there's, like, you're, st you're supposed to mm -hmm. do that mm -hmm. on social media. Like, uh, even to that, balance it out. Uh, yeah, these yeah. are just these dudes that pop their head over to, like, Put say something. Yes! You know what, I... I I think that they are that you are a surrogate for some woman who shot them down or rejected them at one point in time. I really do think that, that that's what a lot of people do. If we see something in another individual that reminds us of somebody who wronged us, our instincts are to fire something nasty at them and poor sad little boy. The thing is he was probably I... turned down by a smoking hot smart blonde one he day. He didn't. And his wife is lovely and I thought he was my friend, so I don't know why he's mean to me Stopping on social media. Jerk face, right? Jerk faces. The reason I am a narcissist <laughs> and a bigger one than Sarah has nothing to do with the <laughs> fact that I am or not a millennial. That is a separate point. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I'm furious about that. Mm. How have you been? I've been great. 
Guess who Sarah is today? Oh. Workout Barbie. Workout Barbie. She bebopped in here in her Lululemon or whatever fabletic oh, situation. This is in the free stuff they gave me in the Under Armour swag bags I'm still oh. wearing. You think I buy it's that expensive though. stuff? You oh, look man. adorable, but Sarah Thanks. confessed. Yeah. Why are you wearing workout Barbie clothes? I'm wearing workout Barbie clothes. So it'll get my butt to the gym. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd be motivated to go to the gym if I started wearing my workout clothes, which works in theory. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I just... And what happened? You went to Starbies. I, I walk faster from point A to point B because I got my little running shoes on. Look, I'm going to go <laughs> because I was griping about my bum being like five inches lower than it was six months ago. So we got to get it... Back I think there. you look great. Well, thanks. You know, is this when you're naked? You think you see this? Because I think it, it looks the same as it, any other day, which is great. Oh well, thanks. You but know, I, you it could be better. Good. And you know what? I feel it when like Landon's like you know grabbing my tush. I feel Aww. it, and I like jiggly wiggly. It no, like not as jiggly wiggly. Like when I work out my butt. I'm just talking about my butt too much. Nobody wants to hear about this. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> it gets like nice and like there's a lot to it. And there's it some gets like good, mm-hmm. like muscly bum. Now like it's Beyonce. just like nothing there. I'm losing oh, my bum. That is the worst. Worst. You don't want to lose your bum. Hell you know how they talk no. about that about when you age, you can either have a nice face or a nice ass. <gasps> I'm going to have a nice ass. <laughs> I will because I, I will. That's what's happening. What are you going to have? Well, they, a nice they face. claim that oh, it's about. I hate you. Just about your weight. So, like, when you have mm. a, f- what is it? So, if you're f- f- fatter, <laughs> I was afraid to say the F word. If you're heavier. If you carry then around. Then you don't weight. have a nice butt. It's too big. But your face looks better because it smooths out your wrinkles. Something like that. Oh, I can understand that. I think that's what the thing And also is. having a little, they say that women who have a little more fat in their face don't age as quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and yes. it's and and I see that women who are too skinny, especially when they get older. Mm-hmm. Adam's gonna be mad at me. I was talking outside the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they get older, it it doesn't look as as full and as nice and yeah. Well, no problem here. Yeah, I think nice I'm and plump. Put on some pounds just to yeah. Let's do handle that. that situation. Let's just do that this holiday. <laughs> just go in the other direction the for holidays. Once. Why not? We're trying to put on a little holiday weight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what if there was some sort of like reverse thing that happened that in trying to put on weight i just disgusted myself and again i was like it's kind of like when you know some parent said you want to smoke cigarettes you'll smoke the whole pack and then you don't yes that might happen hey it happened for lemon cookies i can't eat lemon cookies anymore because once i like gorged <laughs> on lemon cookies hey it's worth a try worth <laughs> Susie and I are gonna you know what will back. help you put on weight what blue apron oh well it'll help me keep Healthy. That's not even true. Yeah, it's like good food. Yeah. Um, Keep me was... from eating too many lemon cookies and give me true. real food. It just seemed like a good segue since we were talking <laughs> about food. Um, we've been using Blue Apron, which is this fantastic food service that sends food to your freaking door. I love it. And it's high quality veggies and stuff. And then you like whip it up yourself. No grocery shopping. For lo- right, that I is hate that not, going grocery I, shopping. It's my favorite thing to just have to go and get like cereal here and there. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have to go. Yeah, thank you, solved. Blue Apron. Yes, and Ugh. if you want to try it out, um, you can get three meals for free. Oh, 
three square, three square a day, uh, and free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash brain candy. Try it. They deliver everywhere. And yeah. if you're in one of those food deserts like we know of, this is the jam, man. Well, and it's less than $10 per meal, which I spend more than that just on my wine normally. So, you know, I need to <laughs> yes. cut corners. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're right. Oh. No, but it really is a great way to get fresh, high quality ingredients, but you don't have to do all the work and save so much time. So That's get fun. your uh, free meals at blueapron.com slash brain candy. Anyway, you look great. You don't need Thanks. to lose weight. Your butt Ugh. looks great. Your butt looks great. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so where we left off with millennials was we were kind of defending them. Yeah, right? we were hard. <clears throat> and we were like, hey, stop being so mean to them. Just because they like selfies, shut up about it, everybody. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of feedback, though, from millennials saying like, hey, thanks for... I know, but you know what? I I am... I think we should take a check in on my poll. Yes. What do you think? Yes, yeah, Sarah did a poll. Is it on your yeah. Twitter? Okay. I should have put it on the brain candy one, but I put it on mine. Whatever. That's fine. Oh, and a lot of people responded. Okay, okay. so what was the so... question? And I, I was thinking of like, I, I kind of put myself in like, what would Susie put on this? And I couldn't That's come so up with nice. anything nearly as clever. So I stuck to yes or no answers because I thought anything more elaborate. Would, I'm touched by yeah, that compliment. I tried to be clever, but I was like, I'm going to leave the copy to you. <laughs> uh, okay. So first question, do you think millennials are lazier than the baby boomer generation? Mm-hmm. And first, you know, you have to take into account with any survey who you're asking, blah, blah, blah. We can assume this is not scientific. Uh, This is my followers, which uh, are kind of a mix of baby, mostly baby or mostly millennials. Sure. But a few baby boomers thrown in here and there. And some generation Xers. And some generation Xers. Yeah. So do you think millennials are lazier than the baby boomer generation? Okay. What do you think? What do you think, Suze? I would think they would say yes. They do say yes. Good. If, but it's I mean, not as drastic of a difference as I thought. 59% to 41%. Mm. And there were 616 voters. Wow. It's a nice sample size. Uh, well, do you think they are lazier? Or do, uh, do you think you are? You people? I think they have higher uh, expectations of... I think they're more entitled. Okay. I think they're not necessarily lazier. I think if properly motivated, they can work uh, harder and also have more creative ideas than other generations. But I think that they're more entitled. You know what I think drives some of that like so-called laziness is, um, you know, and causation is so hard to point to, but... You remember, so even when I look at my season of road rolls, um, it is so hard to watch now because it's very slow. Yes. Quite um, Mm -hmm. more narrative driven rather than like personal rather than controversy and And drama. fast cuts. Right, exactly. And and MTV sort of spearheaded that Mm -hmm. fast editing thing with music videos and all their own programming. And now it's everywhere, like everything. Have you ever noticed on YouTube when you're watching a video of somebody talking, they'll even um, Ace Nichols, she edits 
when you don't need an edit uh-huh. to make it like choppier. Uh-huh. And th- I don't know why they do that. It's, it's a style. I think though. it is to keep uh, and commercials. I think only further perpetuated that uh, uh, style. I guess. With the the fast cuts, because they were driving to keep people entertained so they wouldn't flip the channels. And Who my, did that? Commer- like the commercial oh. industry, advertising industry. I grew up with parents in the film industry who strictly did commercials. And they noticed a shift in the style in commercials. And it was because ad agencies said, we need to keep people's attention as long as possible to keep them from switching channels. Because the channels started to grow and grow Because people and grow got remotes. Yeah, people got, you know, and yeah. they don't, they have to get up and, to, you know, now they don't have to stand up to change channel. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. And that, the, like the combo that. of the advertising and the, you know, commercial kind of music video, um, you know, fast splicing. Now you see it even in the, all the top movies. Yes. So we have to keep, they, it's, we are, we need to be constantly stimulated. Right. And that's that's what I mean. I don't know how, how exactly that correlates with laziness per se, but I feel like it's connected to boredom. Yes. And this sort of like, you know, they get a, a bad rap as being lazy, but I think it's more like Ooh, boredom. This goes really, you know, my mind just starts clicking away and, and kind of takes me into one of those rabbit holes of like what does it mean if we need that constant stimulation all the time and the only way that we're getting it, that that fix is through communication and and interaction with technology. And you can kind of see through that. I like to look a few steps ahead and I really do think that that argues the inevitability of the fusion of human and tech and machine yeah and how we will become one with the machine because a human being on its own without any stimulation from a machine will get left behind right i mean i even feel that with how you and i work together in an office or like even when when you know we're not taping here and we go off you're much more active on social media and you get results faster because of this being active on social media. Yeah. I put attention in another category and I don't get the same kind of results that are the results that are valued in a fast paced modern world. Yeah. My results will maybe come from a human interaction where like a person will be very Charmed. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and know that they got all my attention because I wasn't, you know, on whatever, but I'll probably be that if you don't keep going with it, if I don't evolve with it can affect my success. Yeah. And you get left behind. And then you think you have to, excuse me, you have to, you like really expand. Everybody on the radio can't see my big arms I'm doing right now, but I'm <laughs> She's being arms. demonstrative I mean, right like, now. Well, big, big. I, you know, where do you go from there? It makes, you know, so that's kind of where my mind took that. This has nothing to do with millennials, but, you know, no, the no, future. No, no, I think that's very interesting. And, and the need to be stimulated all the time. Uh-huh. You know. Well, when we were preparing for part one, yeah. some people, I think it was on Instagram, wrote uh, that they were, no, Twitter, they were saying they were excited for this episode to come out, the previous one, because their parents, their moms, 
and they felt that kids now are like duds uh, and that yeah. they, you know, are all on their iPads and they're like, you're saying entitled and spoiled and the helicopter parent- parenting and stuff. Ooh, and we so didn't bad. really talk about that too much in the first part, but I do think that's a concern, including me of a lot of parents who are like, I don't want my kid to be some sort of entitled mm-hmm. narcissist, mm-hmm. but what do you do? Well, there's a lot of theories out there. That's what I'd well, berate him to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, <laughs> some would argue. Hey, how about this? Uh, from an existential theorist perspective, yes, struggle is necessary. Yes, preach. So I kind of fall in. Then you take that one step further. Oh, okay. Yes. Susie's no, yeah, wagging I'm, her finger. Like I'm, oh, she's like, like okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yes, that's good. <laughs> so if you take that one step further, you get a humanistic imp- approach, which says suffering is good and we should, and, and natural and part of the cycle of life and, and everything that makes us who we are, but values who the human being truly is as a person more and i think that's kind of the goal you have to balance those two right so fall down skin their knee great don't help them let them learn to get up like you know he'll live dog dies don't replace it with another dog that looks exactly like it and say dog didn't (laughs) die or goldfish that's probably easier from yes shielding them from pain is not beneficial to anyone learning or teaching somebody how to cope with pain, how to sit with that emotion, how to work through that and work through the suffering. Let me tell you an anecdote. Yes. My mom was a nanny. And so from the time I was 10 till I left, there was just like a revolving door of kids that would be coming through. The nicest kids were the ones whose parents were kind of neglectful not in a mean way, but just sort of like they were workaholics or, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. And the kids learned like independence and they weren't so, you know, reliant upon praise because they weren't getting any. Mm -hmm. And like the worst kids were the ones that had these parents that were like doters. Mm -hmm. And so this is obviously not scientific either, but I'm just saying in my experience, Mm -hmm. what does that tell you? The difficult thing with the ones who have the parents who are neglectful is that it could click into that narcissist category later because you didn't get the the reason why they're such good kids is because they're working they're for pleasers. your praise. They're yeah. pleasers because they're doing everything that they can to please you. And because and even ones who have if you have ones that uh come from a very chaotic family, they will do anything in their power to avoid chaos. So they're going to work, they're going to be your solution they're going to be solution oriented kids. They're going to be your kids who stop the fights on the playground. Yeah. If they are ones who cope in that way there, I mean, of course there are different ways that some children go the opposite way and they become the bullies, you know? Yes. So of course there's a range, but there, you have to have that balance. You have to, you know, we, when we talked in the, I think it was the last episode we say, what can you do for your kids? And we said, just tell them you love them. Like that's it. Is they, if they feel like they, um, have self-efficacy, mm-hmm. 
and autonomy and can make decisions on their own and are uh and you build that kind of confidence and independent confidence that they can do it yeah. on their own that's good yeah and uh you know tell me you love them but and they gotta suffer a little bit but the helicopter moms don't do any help they're terrible well don't do that people I think everyone agrees they're the worst. Yeah, but they like, uh, but it's they hard can't not help to. Yeah, and I know I'm going to do. Susie, yeah, this is a serious moment. <laughs> when I'm a parent and I'm doing all the things that I'm saying right now not to do. Yeah, you need to remind me. Yeah, but because it's just different. It's different. I'm no. I know. I do it with my dog. I know. And now I've made mistakes. And now <laughs> I see. And I can't. Well, fuck up again. No, you so, won't. Don't worry. But just slap me across the face and say, Sarah. I know that there are a this lot of moms awkward. out there, and Sarah and I have discovered the cutest freaking book. Oh, oh my god, I know what we're talking about. You have to buy it. It's so cute. I just got mine the other day. It is freaking adorable. I can't wait till you get yours. I got it. Did him. you get it? Yes. <gasps> what did you think? I love it. Let me tell you. Okay, it's so, so we found the, the most wonderful book company it's called lost my dot name that's the website you can check it out on they are the most adorable customizable books and you know how we talk about how important reading to your kid is Please. well i'll tell you nothing gets your kid more excited about reading than reading a book where he's the main character or yeah. she is the main character so for lincoln i made the character look like him mm -hmm. you can pick like what the character looks like and then you pick uh, to put in the name and then each letter represents a different animal you get to pick each animal and he is so into it it like when we got to the end and he was like wait a minute this is me oh he felt like he was starring in the book yes. and this is a you know dream come true for a little kid <laughs> who's obsessed with books and then you got one yours that you ordered was not english yes yes you can I, order it in other languages i got it for a friend of mine who just had their babies christening and, or baptism, christening, baptism, baptism. Well, it depends. They, they both exist. Okay. I, well, whichever. <laughs> it was an important moment. Uh, and forget. So she has a, a the grandma who babysits the child speaks primarily Spanish, and so I got the book in Spanish so that they can read together, grandma and kid, and he can learn Spanish and. It's so cute. To and they me, have it's them in like, so many different languages. It's like a keepsake. Yes. Like one that you he'll my kid will keep with him and read to his kid. You should go to lost my dot name and enter code brain candy. Lost my dot name. Enter code brain candy and you'll get ten percent off your first order. And you if you have more than one kid, each book will be different, which is so cool too. Because they're customizable and um personalized and they have a bunch of other cute books on there i looked yesterday check it out so cute i'm buying more i'm gonna buy the spanish one because lincoln is a spanish uh speaking nanny yeah, and perfect. i would love for him to hear that uh anyway so you're gonna be a great mom don't worry oh, okay i you mean know, just remind me every now and then it's different with a dog too because <laughs> they can't talk and you don't know what they're thinking. yeah well, I think mine does, but that's another, that's, you need to hear another. <laughs> I wanted to mention how we didn't really talk about millennials with regard to religion and politics. Yes. So I wanted to touch on that because I've been working on, uh, some research oh, on millennial religion. Right. Yeah. Cause America is becoming more secularized, particularly 
amongst young people with 40% of young people identifying as a nun, N-O-N-E, <laughs> not an N-U-N. And what if they <laughs> now, were all is nuns? This, is, 40% of people say that they do not affiliate affiliate with a religion. Do you know what percentage say that they believe in God? Yeah, it's much, much higher. Up to 80% um, acknowledge a higher power. I, that's, and that's just about young people. Even more than that, uh, like do that. so in other generations. What do you think is the reason for this? Oh, I have lots of theories. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a global trend. It's mm -hmm. not just here. But the weird thing about America is we were the holdout. We were the um, only first world country that was still primarily religious. And only now are we experiencing secularization. Ooh, do you think that is it that... I don't want people to get mad at me for saying this, that patriotism and and that kind of being well, tied I, to that goes hand in hand? Because I can see the other, I'm trying to think of the other countries and they don't seem <clears throat> as... Well, I mean, we were founded on a group of like yeah. excommunicated yeah. <laughs> people from England. So there's that sense of like, we were built on that. Uh -huh. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it, it took longer for us to be like, you know what? And the digital age has something to do with it because, for example, like Catholics, when the priest scandal broke, yes, that was a tipping point because there was no way for them to hide it. There's no. a, the digital age. Everything spreads. Everybody found out. And everyone was like, saw behind the wizard's curtain. Mm -hmm. and was like, oh my gosh, you're just a guy. You're not a wizard. Mm -hmm. And then, then you think, well, then what else isn't true that they told me? You know, maybe there isn't a God. Oh my God, your world is like crashing down. No, I, not mine. I just think that other people's like coming to that. Yeah. I'm not Catholic. It's not a thing for me. And that's not news to me. Yeah. But you think there's a higher power, right? Or not? Yes. I think, well, we, I've answered this before. To I, me? On I don't remember your answer. That I think that there is a universal consciousness and that there, that we all, are part of that and that that's why i forget because you say like this mumbo jumbo yeah. <laughs> like what does that mean do you think there's like a like a being that is more powerful than you or do you just think it's yes, like we're but all... i do not think that it is a separate entity entity i think it is the uh it's kind of like the sum of the parts is worth yeah greater than the sum of its parts Whatever the, the expression is that, that means altogether we're more important than the individual, whatever. I get Each, you. Okay, mm -hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah. I think that that collective consciousness is God. And that. And when you're a part of and that. And that when you can tap into that higher power, light, energy, God, whatever you want to call yeah. it in any other religion, it's it's all the same. I think it's a lot of it. I just look for the things that are the same in all religions and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Common That's a very threats. millennial answer, Yeah, which is cool. I like that. Um, you know, what do you think, Susie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's more to this story yeah. than this earthly life. And um, I don't think when you die, it's like lights out like before you were born. Right. But it's possible. Wait, wait. Like, be like before you were born? Yeah. When I try to imagine, because people have a hard time conceptualizing what nothingness is. So you think before we were born, we were nothing. But Well, you had no consciousness, did you? You don't remember before right. you were born. 
Right. That's what okay. I mean. Okay. So like, I don't think you existed before, but maybe you did, but you don't have any consciousness or awareness of that moment. Right. Yeah. So that's possible. Yeah. I, I hope not though. I really hope there's more to the story because frankly, life, you know, I think there's more, isn't the all that it's cracked up to be. Yeah. I think it's like that movie, uh, uh, oh, crud. It starts with an I and it's super brainy and it's all about other dimensions in the future. Oh and it, uh, Matthew McConaughey was in it. Come on, help. But it's a recent movie. Mm, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it, Sarah, I have not been to a movie theater to see a movie besides I know, I wanted to go with The you. Secret Life of Pets uh, <laughs> and like Utopia. But I have not seen a normal movie in five years. Did you hear me? Five years in the theater. Have not. What was the last one you saw in the theater? The last movie I saw in the theater was The King's Speech. Oh my God. You need to go to the movies now. <laughs> because like, I'm never going to get a babysitter to do that. You know? Why not? Well, why don't we just like, you know, tag on to the babysitter here already and then bail out. Inter- no, Interstellar. Okay, yeah. I think it's like that kind of shit. I gotta see that. I've heard oh, good things. So, I like it. Super brainy. Uh, but yeah, I'll take you to the movies. I told you, we're gonna go on a date to see uh, uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Yes. Why didn't that movie do well? Because nobody knows what Absolutely Fabulous is if they, <laughs> I mean. It just isn't big enough here. It, it's fantastic. Everybody should go see that movie. It's so freaking funny. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen it, but I assume because all the other ones are. Maybe it's not funny. Look on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I mean, this is totally off topic. Yeah. This is just selfishly motivated. It's like what, uh, what millennials are not watching. Which person on that show are you? Um, what? I don't even know their names. Betsy. What's their name? Um, I forget. Uh, Adina and Patsy. Oh, yeah, Patsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's us in like 30 years. I, it is. For sure. For sure. When I watch it, I'm like, I, I'm, it, it goes back and forth. I'm either, depending on, yeah, you know, the day. But Which friend are you? Oh, good question. I would say if you put Monica and Phoebe in a blender, <laughs> you'd get me. Or if Monica and Phoebe got together and had a love child. Let's put that Really? Way. Oh, but then sometimes Chandler. Mmm. Because I can make some bad jokes and feel really awkward in moments. And... Yes, I can definitely be that. that is that Chandler. the secret to the show? Is that we're all all of them? Maybe you know what Who I mean. Who do you think you are? I would have to say Monica. Yeah, Let's you are Monica. Honest. I don't want to be like I want to be Rachel, just like everyone else. But we're not. Oh none, my, of I, none of us. None of I don't even put Rachel on the list. Rachel is all of the the one that I am not. Yeah, because I'm not a sure. I, I'm. We're we're both too capable to be her sorry no offense wow to that character she's wonderful and she's spoiled and yeah we're not we're like hard-working bitches oh guess what what guess what it got what 95 percent. get the heck out of here mm-hmm. it should be a hit on rotten tomatoes you're telling oh, wait, me no i was looking at the tv show <laughs> it still got tomato it still got above it still gets a tomato not a splat 60 percent. but mm, oh so it must be disappointing if the show's 95, then people probably went and were like, oh, it's not as good as the show. Yeah, but like, you know. Right. Yeah. Ugh, Brit- Ugh. Okay, we can't even, you know what? How do you even? 
What's happening? Bridget Jones' baby got higher. <gasps> oh, There's that's so- when you know we should not. We if should, I haven't no. seen a movie Something's in wrong. four and a half years, then I probably shouldn't go to that one. I need to go to a, like a really good one. Yeah, what should we see, people? Yeah, let us Look know. Look at me. I'm inviting myself to your movie date that you haven't gone in so long. <laughs> like maybe you take your husband or like your family or something. And no. I'm like, what are, what are we going to? Um, oh, Girl on the Train. All right, let's take a break. Because I have to proselytize my favorite product. Yeah, man. Preach. Well, BioClarity is an amazing three-step acne program that I am just singing its praises all the time, basically because I found something that finally works for me. Your skin looks beautiful. Every time we talk about BioClarity, I take a good look (laughs) at your skin. I mean, I'm still and always will be a picker, so I'm my own worst enemy. But thankfully now, there's a lot less to pick uh-huh. because I found this amazing, natural, soothing product that's not abrasive. And the wonderful ingredients in it mm-hmm. kind of help combat your yeah, picky, it picky even ways. Yeah, chamomile in it. Come on. Soothing. It's like the opposite of me. Yeah. Soothing. <laughs> so Relaxing. I want Calming. you guys to try it um, so you can be selfie ready. If you go to bioclarity.com and enter the code brain candy, you get the first month for $99.99, which is $20 off. And for me, like you can't put a price on clear skin. I would pay big money yep. and have. I've tried everything. Yes. You know I have. Right. But this is affordable, works, and you can feel good about using it. So go to bioclarity.com and enter brain candy and then you can get Hey, take ready. a before and after picture. Oh my god, like do I do it. I Ooh, wish me? I wish I would have done that. Yeah. I really wish every single time I start a product that I really love, I I'm like I should have showed you people what yeah. it looked like before. Well, you saw my before. I did see and your before and it's a miracle what it looks like now. <laughs> I can't I was like, "Oh, oh, oh." That's why I'm so thankful because if you find something that works for you, you tell people, right? Yep. So that's what I'm doing. Go to bioclarity.com and see for yourself. Enter code brain candy to get the first month for $9.99. Okay, back to millennials. We need to. We're not even talking about what we're supposed no, to No, we talk need about. to. I wanted to talk about um, millennial politics. Oh, okay. Um, how weirdly. It's weird to me, so maybe you can give me some insight. It's weird to me that they're like all into Bernie because mm-hmm. you know because he's like this old white mm-hmm. guy, but they don't like Hillary. Well, I think that's what is coming out this week, the last few weeks in politics. They had that leaked audio. Did you hear about oh, that? Yeah. And then Bernie was like, "Yeah, that yeah, because you are that you. I'm you're in your parents' basement because there's." The, the system is failing you. Yeah. Like, she agrees. Like, let's fix the system. And so I hope that people can see. I don't know what that is, though, of the... the. They... they well, here's my theory. Okay. Sorry no. to interrupt. Yeah, no, please. I think millennials, more than any other generation, have been trained through technology to sniff out anything that's inauthentic. And mm. politicians uh-huh, are inauthentic. Uh-huh. Bernie, for authentic. all of his foibles... Yeah. Is sincere. I love that word. <laughs> he is sincere. Yes, that's he, very he, true. I don't think that he could be effectual in his missions, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think he is sincere in his intentions. So maybe I am figure cracking the case. Yeah. Maybe that's why they like him. Mm, that is actually a really good point. Thanks. I Not thought actually, so. Just... That is a really good point. 
Um, but anyway, you had some things you wanted to talk about. Well, I was just bringing up uh, millennials and gender. I thought was really interesting. Tell me. I was I was originally doing a search of, you know, like I was doing a whole bunch of searches on millennials, things like that. And then I typed in millennials uh, and women. Okay. And I took a screenshot of this. So you know how when you when you type something into Google, it gives you the options of like, did you mean this? Or here are some similar search results or da 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 da. So when yeah. you, I, I, I always like seeing what happens when you type millennial women or something women versus something men, you know, and seeing what comes up. And this I found to be totally different than what I expected. So I typed in millennial women and what do you think came up? So millennial women and then fill in the last word. Like these are three word phrases that are commonly oh. searched. So millennium, I'll give you an example oh, okay. of the first Slutty. one. Okay, how about we'll go a little nicer. Millennial <laughs> women definition. Millennium women dating. Millennium oh. women fill in the blank. Slutty could be one of them, but we're saying Google got rid of those oh. derogatory terms. Okay, uh, millennial women feminist. You know, you're close. So, like, they're a lot more powerful than I thought they would be. Millennial women workplace. Millennial oh, women spending power millennium women trends okay millennium women burnout millennium women definition and then down towards the bottom is only once listed millennium women dating okay now how about men okay millennial men oh, this is so interesting what Lazy. do you think it is millennium millennial man or men you think lazy I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah. Guess, guess. Uh, just give me whatever you think it would be. Because those are things I was thinking Unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, like bros. You know, like those bro guys. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Millennial men dating. Millennial men not marrying. Millennial men fashion. Oh my god. Millennial gosh. men don't want to marry. They all had to do with what you'd expect to be attached to the woman's one. Isn't that, doesn't that, isn't that strange to you? Doesn't that like kind of make you go, hmm? Wait. You're physically going, doing the, the well, official hmm sign with the hand to... on the chin. Yeah, I'm like thinking, yeah, what like could what, it mean? What? Because these are the, these are the most what? Ser- search. search. These are the, the related searches. And all I typed in was millennial men and millennial women. I didn't type in guys or girls or what, any like, that was it. And I just thought that was so interesting because I had gone in there with the assumption that it was going to be what you usually get. Why are women so, and then bossy, naggy, and why are men strong and and capable and da-da-da? And instead, it's almost like... Well, maybe, yeah, because it's like maybe they... So Jerry Seinfeld does this um, bit where he on comedians and cars getting coffee at least he was talking to one of them about I love that show i think it was with stephen colbert and he was talking about how there is no real like machismo anymore yes. that men are becoming more feminized and women are becoming more masculine and so maybe this speaks to that that the gender fluidity and Well, there's a lot, I agree. And there's a lot of research out there, strong research that says 
men are not nearly as strong as their dads were physically, which is interesting. Ew. One. Today's men, uh, ugh, this is really interesting. The average grip strength in pounds of pressure applied amongst 20 to 34-year-old men today compared to 1985. Uh, today is... 98 pounds in 1985 it was 117 pounds that's horrible yeah because people evolutionarily are getting bigger so that absolutely should be correlated with increased strength you pieces of shit would you guys please <laughs> lift a weight i'm being so sexy oh uh, it says now grip strength isn't quite the same thing as benching 200 pounds or doing a set of squats but researchers have found it to be a great predictor of a lot of other strengths and health related outcomes so it's a useful proxy for overall muscular strength millennium uh oh millennium women fared much less oh wait no that's better i should have read that more carefully <laughs> much less worse the average right hand grip force was roughly the same as it was 30 years ago yeah because mm. we have to keep picking up kids and millennial women between <laughs> ages 30 and 34 actually squeezed much harder in fact a, a similar increase in the dis decrease we've seen in the men's yeah side. they're inversely proportional thank you for yeah. putting that in a much more scientific that term. is so crazy and great Isn't that crazy i love stuff like that yeah VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So, th so that got me my, my whole like wheels turning about like millennials and men and things like that. So I actually typed in millennial men and started clicking on some of those links. And it led me to the Harvard Business Review study that says most millennial men aren't feminists. And I would say that, yeah, they all are like they are. And people say that. But um, it says that recent surveys indicate that millennial men are less likely than other groups to feel comfortable with women in leadership roles and are more likely to say that we've already achieved gender equality in the workplace. What? And we know that's not true. Why would they say that? And so I, I found that exact study, which was from the University of Kansas, I believe. Yes. And uh, it says males underestimate academic performance of their female peers in undergraduate biology classrooms. And results revealed that males are more likely than females to be named by peers as being knowledgeable about the course content. And females, in contrast, nominated equitably based on students' performance rather than gender. And this, suggestion, this suggested that women lacked gender biases in filling out the survey as compared to men. And you can say, oh, well, that was probably just in one class. And I'll say, no, they did it across 11 different surveys taken in three different iterations in different biology courses and in every single one. 
it said the same thing. Wowzers. Yeah. So the, uh, men assume women are dumber, is what that's saying. They're like, mm, she's probably getting not as good grades as me. Wowzers. Even if, even though that's... Yeah, and but... they overestimated their own success yeah. by 0.73% like uh, uh, grade on a four-point scale. That's almost an entire letter grade they think they're smarter. And women think that they're not. That's frustrating. And I'm sure culturally we've explored in this show so many yes. reasons why that might be the case. But... Crime in Italy. What are they? What are we doing? That is awful. Well, how do we fix it? Oh my god. Well, I really do think it comes down to stupid these women that we put on pedestals. I think it comes down to what we value in women, and I think that when you look at the followers that I hate to always use this name, but Kim Kardashian and people like that have, and other you know women that I look at the the women who have millions of followers on Instagram and are those like Instagram stars for just, you know, looking pretty, pretty in their under, which, Hey, is a skill you have. And I don't. So good for you for having that skill, but we value that. And until we start valuing things that put us in the same (sighs) sphere. Yes. As the male counterparts, then it's, going to be a do you think that this is related to like how you know when you call a kid bossy and -hmm. like to boys that's like a leader to -hmm. girls it's like a bitch Mm -hmm. and do you think that that is all just sort of ingrained i don't know because the sex thing like sex sells that is so not new that's right the beginning of time women have been valued for their beauty so what is new that is making these dopehead dick boys think they're so fucking smart? That is what I don't get. Because that makes me real angry, as you can tell. But, here, <laughs> but, ooh, but here's the thing. Is it... I don't know if it's necessarily worse than it was before. Like, I don't... I think it's getting slowly, slowly better. Like, what I don't do you know. think it was 20 years ago? Do you think men were probably like, what? They can read? Yeah, I guess. So, all what I guess what they're saying is like we're not there yet is the whole big point. But also, the the article went on. This Harvard Business Review article went on to say that there are eighty seven million millennials in America, and the that the majority of them don't have college degrees and don't live in cities. And it says it would be truly remarkable if most of these people bucked the patriarchal ideology that has defined literally all of Western history. Yeah. So. But then we have like Hillary, uh you know, and she's likely going to win. And it's like, will that matter? It might get worse in the same way that racism <sighs> has gotten so much worse. Okay. I, you know what? I'm so glad that I'm going to be able to share this analogy because I just want to run this by you and see if you think that this is a, a, an appropriate analogy for what we're dealing with. I, I yeah. kind of had this. I was looking at um, the Colin Kaepernick a discussion on ESPN this morning again. Yeah. And... I was thinking with anything that comes to race, 
Yeah. I feel like it's often, I'm reminded, now stick with me, of yep. like a nail, fingernail, that needs to be roughed and smoothed. And how you start with a really rough nail and you buff it out. And the, the buffing out process can be uncomfortable and can be like kind of cause a lot of friction and a lot of heat. But then afterwards, it's a little bit, it's smoother. And then maybe you want to buff it a little bit more. You know, you turn that file to another side and you buff it a little bit. It's not perfect yet, but you want to, there's another moment of friction and of, of tension and heat. And then you buff it more and then it's smoother. And I kind of feel like, you know, people are saying that, oh, it's just as bad as it's always been. Or like, you know, race is, is we, there is a serious issue right now. This is a big moment, I think, in history for race and for us to be, and we need to have discussions on it and we need to address this. But I, and I really do feel like this is the, we need a a nail file moment. We need a buffing out moment. And then afterwards it'll be smoother, you know, but. I saw, um, I think I've mentioned it to you before. Um, Chris Rock was on Oprah and he was talking about the tea party. And he was talking about how, you know, how when you have a kid and they always go bonkers right before bed. Yeah. And they lose their mind. Yeah. And they act out and they go crazy and then they go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's what he compared the tea party to. And in this case, it applies to like racism, sexism, Mm -hmm. where when people get really crazy and outraged is because they they're tired and they're about to go to sleep and it's going to end. Mm-hmm. I want that to be true. I do too. I want it to be true too. I don't know. But that I it wonder is. at what stage are we in the first yeah. five minutes of trying to put the child to bed or have we already tried a few times, you know? Exactly. Because it kind of feels like we're in the just beginning stage. And uh, oh. And we have a great episode coming up uh, soon. We did an interview with the table setters who talk about yes, racial reconciliation. Perfect. And that really applies to this idea too. It's like, There's a lot of craziness going on in our country with regards to women and people of color. And you think either things are going back to the way they were, or maybe we're about to make some big changes. They can't go back to the way they were. Oh my God. They can't. I don't know. With the Trump train. I'm freaking out of here. (laughs) I'm going to one of those like lost tribes in Brazil where the women rule. The uncontacted people. I'm going there. Can you imagine? Oh my god, nobody would ever give a shit if I didn't return a text message. I would never have to check in. Any, it's, I should be there. Oh my god, I'm missing god. my calling. By the way, we we're getting the wrap up sign from our new oh, assistant, yeah. Cheryl. Thank goodness we forgot to tell everybody about her, and we're so happy to have her. She's amazing. She's made my life so much better. We were so lucky to find a wonderful intern who can help us out with all of our hard work because, hey, we are growing faster than we can even control here. We need some help. We should hire somebody for the mailroom, too. (laughs) Mailroom, a.k.a. our living room. So that may be next. Uh, If you guys uh, email us for anything, you're going to probably hear from Cheryl. So you should be very nice to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she works real hard. She's very shy, though. She's she's very good. It's very nervous when we talk about her. Well, we all say good things. She love it. <laughs> I love you, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love you, Cheryl. All right, people. Um, thanks for listening. And let us know what you think about millennials, if you agree or disagree. 
and um, shout out to us on social media. Thanks, guys. Oh, and leave us a review on iTunes. I love those. Yeah. Oh, Five I've been reading them. They're so great. They're you guys so nice. are so nice. Don't forget. I love you. Bye, guys. Bye.